Growth Igniters Radio with Pam Harper and Scott Harper, Episode 90, The CEO's Role in Navigating the Gray Zone of Innovation. This episode is brought to you by Business Advancement Incorporated, enabling successful leaders and companies to accelerate to their next level of success on the web at businessadvance.com. And now, here's Pam and Scott. Thanks, Chris. I'm Pam Harper, founding partner and CEO of Business Advancement Incorporated. And right across from me, as always, is my business partner and husband, Scott Harper. Hi, Scott. Hi, Pam. As always, it's wonderful to be joining you again for another episode of Growth Igniters Radio with Pam Harper and Scott Harper. And if this is your first time listening, our purpose is to spark new insights, inspiration, and immediately useful ideas for visionary leaders and their companies to accelerate to their next level of growth and success. So Pam, what are we talking about today? The CEO's role in navigating the gray zone of innovation. (laughs) Gray zone, that sounds a little ominous. We're coming up on Halloween. Does it have anything to do with that? (laughs) Uh, Not quite. Actually, it comes from the fact that we're seeing a lot of innovation that's out there right now. You know, new products like phones and cars that self-drive and services that make reservations for us mm-hmm. in new types of places sure. and deliver foods and yep. all kinds of things. Innovation and is the name of the game. You bet. And it's what we need in order to get to the next level of growth and of success course. as a company. Yet, here's the thing. The same innovation that holds great promise for a company and its stakeholders also carries a great risk. Oh, yeah. Not just for quality. Sure. uh, But also financially, Mm reputation-wise, trust. I mean, the impact is huge. And so naturally what happens is there's this gray zone Mm -hmm. that every company needs to navigate every ceo every executive team everybody which is when is good enough Mm -hmm. good enough to go to market it's a defining decision and it's a tough one that has no easy answers yeah and it can slow down or even derail the best innovation initiatives you know sometimes it's very clear when something is really good you know let's move with it Mm -hmm. sometimes oh this is (laughs) no let's not do this but all too often, it's not so clear. And it complicates things when we're talking about that window of opportunity. Of course. And you have issues of time, you have issues of budget, exactly. and, and so on. Uh, the thing is, you can't get away from the gray zone. It exists because every single innovation effort is based upon whole series of decisions around conflicting needs. Mm-hmm. We need to go fast, and we need to make sure that this thing is going to work the way it should work Mm -hmm. and it's going to have the quality it needs to have. That's right. We need to have the best margins for our product Mm -hmm. or or service. It has to be good enough to meet basic needs of the consumer. We want to have features that our customers really value. Groundbreaking even. Groundbreaking even. Game-changing. But we want the thing to work. (laughs) Well, that's a good thing. <laughs> and, and and be intuitive and be right. easy to use and, and, and meet needs. And these needs are all ultimately 
judgment calls. There mm-hmm. is no, ta-da, this is the right answer and everybody knows it. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's great. And the problem is that these discussions can either go on way too long and slow things down. You miss your op- your window of opportunity or you go way over budget. Mm-hmm. It's also a problem when they go too fast and all the things that should be considered aren't being considered. Who's ultimately accountable for ensuring that all of these gray zone issues are navigated through in the best possible way. A lot of these decisions happen in the groups that are involved in the innovation initiatives. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, the accountability for navigating the gray zone and how it's done has to rest at the top of the organization. So the CEO really is in a very challenging role because obviously the role is not to get into the nitty gritties of the innovation, whatever it is, the development of it. But at the same time, you have this accountability. I remember one person saying to me, you know what keeps me up at night? Mm -hmm. What keeps me up at night is that I have to be everywhere. Execution is everything. Mm -hmm. That's not my role. I know it. Uh, And yet I need to know what's going on. And I need to know what I don't know. Exactly. So... This episode is dedicated to talking about, as CEOs, how can we get more comfortable with navigating that gray zone, Mm -hmm. taking advantage of the window of opportunity, and yet doing it in a way that is going to be best for everyone involved. And being comfortable with the inevitable ambiguity. Mm -hmm. It comes down to, as I was talking about a little bit ago, having the right conversations and having the right ideas of when are we successful? What does success look like? When can we let go? What level of uncertainty and unknowability are we willing to accept? Exactly. And we're going to dig deeper into that in our next segment. Right now, we're going to take a quick break. Stay with us. Thanks for joining us at Growth Igniters Radio with Pam Harper and Scott Harper. We're brought to you by Business Advancement Incorporated. We focus on enabling visionary leaders to dramatically increase momentum for game-changing results. And we're on the web at businessadvance.com. Does this topic resonate with you? Well, we have more. Check out related episodes to expand your perspectives and take away even more immediately actionable ideas. Just go to growthignitersradio.com, select episode 90, and scroll down to resources. And while you're there, sign up for our weekly alert of upcoming episodes so you'll always be up to date. Welcome back to Growth Igniters Radio with Pam Harper. That's me and Scott Harper. Scott and I are talking today about the CEO's role in navigating the gray zone of innovation and how this can be done in a way that's best and most effective for everyone involved. Well, obviously, as we said, the CEO doesn't get immersed in everyday aspects of innovation. Mm -hmm. It's not their job. It's frequently not their expertise, but they are so important in creating the environment that really helps the people who are involved Mm -hmm. in all aspects of the innovation do it as quickly 
and effectively as possible. And I want to emphasize again that this is not just about products. This right. is about services. It goes across industries. We feel it personally. Sure. You know, in so many regards when we're looking at launching anything new. Even a podcast like this, we're in a gray zone right now. <laughs> no, we're not. We're ne- we've navigated it. So let's talk about this. The first thing that the CEO needs to ensure, can ensure, mm-hmm. to navigate this gray zone is that the right people are involved at the right time in these conversations that we've been talking about. Right. In my experience, it's so easy to overlook people that you wouldn't ordinarily consider as key stakeholders. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about who are key stakeholders. Right. It isn't a stagnant group. Sure. That's why it's so easy to overlook them. Right. So at certain times, we're talking about employees that are within the organization itself. Right. But increasingly, especially as companies are incorporating partnerships into the act, it's important to look at when do we bring in certain partners as well. Or Uh, even customers. That's right. For example, many people know who listen regularly that I chair a conference every year called the ACG New Jersey Corporate Growth Conference and Awards. And we find these companies that have innovated and it's led to revenue generation and demonstrated corporate growth. Right. And one of the things that we heard from one of the honorees this past year in 2016 Mm -hmm. is that his company largely consisted of key vendor partners. Mm -hmm. And these companies were, in his mind, people he needed to speak with every week. Treated them as part of his company. That's right. Now, that's not necessarily true for other companies. Right. But this is a case of a middle market company solidly growing, Mm -hmm. in fact, growing dynamically. Right. And he's looking beyond just the employees in the organization and saying, who else Mm -hmm. and under what conditions do I need to include them? Right. In addition to partners, as you said, there are also people inside the company or functional areas that need to be involved. And the question is... When when do you get them involved? Mm-hmm. Uh, there's an example I can think going back to my corporate career in Fortune 100 consumer healthcare products companies, where I was part of a exploratory and development team. I was an R and D function working with the marketing function, and we had an opportunity to partner with a company that had a revolutionary new technology that. Mm-hmm had the potential of really changing our industry. Mm, Changing the game. Changing the game completely. And the question was, you know, should we go ahead and partner with this company and and explore the technology, which was at a fairly early stage. Mm -hmm. And we had that conversation, does it make economic sense? Is it technically feasible Mm -hmm. in theory and so on? All the things that you would normally expect. Right, that we would normally expect to do. However, we also, because we were following a innovation process that had been set up uh, under the direction of our president, who was working in concurrence with the CEO of the company, 
We also engaged uh, regulatory and legal and manufacturing in mm -hmm. a discussion. And because of the revolutionary nature of this initiative and the fact that we were really at the cutting edge, there was a lot of risk. And eventually, we bubbled this these levels of risk and these levels of you know, potential profit versus potential risk up through our president, went up to the CEO. I eventually was part of a team that went and talked to the board about this project. Okay, so this is big because this was not a CEO and board that micromanaged. Not at all. The process was set up that under certain conditions, at certain levels in this gray zone, yeah. you who were maybe what, four or five levels? I, I was four <laughs> levels down. Yeah. Uh, we're going up to the board. Well, that's right. To, t to talk about this. That's right. And because it was important, it was important economically and important from the legal and uh, standpoint. And so ultimately, the accountability for that level of risk and, and resolving that gray zone fell to the CEO and the board. So bringing this all together as a CEO, of course, you're not involved in every single conversation. Right. But looking more creatively and expansively mm -hmm. at who the stakeholders are that need to be involved at certain times right. and when it makes sense for certain conversations to go up to your level, right. no matter what size company you are, mm -hmm. is a key way that you can navigate the gray zone. Good. So, Pam, what's next? The next thing that the CEO can ensure in terms of navigating that gray zone right. is that the right conversations are taking place. It's easy to talk about what's working well. Yeah. It's also easy, perhaps, to talk about what we know doesn't work. Mm -hmm. The harder thing is to talk about what we're comfortable assuming. Ah. That is a gray zone. Okay. You know, we're going into uncharted territory. We've mm -hmm. never done this before. Mm -hmm. So there are going to be things that are knowable, but only to a certain extent. Okay. And the CEO is the one that ensures that all levels of leadership mm -hmm. are able to be comfortable with this level of ambiguity that exists in the gray zone. Okay. So how do we do this? Well, for starters is being comfortable yourself yeah. <laughs> with what level of risk you are willing to take. Mm -hmm. And if your company is large enough to have a board, that is a C-suite board decision. Right, right. And so having that conversation, ensuring that there's an alignment between the board mm -hmm. and the CEO, the CEO and the C-suite, right. uh, and other leaders... Mm -hmm. is something you could practically do, but it's having that level of alignment. So making it clear that these are the parameters of uh, the ambiguity, the uncertainty that we need to know about mm -hmm. and that we are willing to accept uncertainty at this level, but not at that level. Mm -hmm. And so that's really having conversations about what would be the consequences if our assumptions are not correct. What that's right. If it doesn't perform like this, or we have a recall situation, are we willing to accept that level of risk? And then having the creating the environment for the conversations about, well, how do we reduce that risk? Because we can't go forever. Right. You can't, you can't go to perfection. So okay. we've talked about uh, two things that 
the CEO is creating an environment for? What's the third? So the third uh, area where the CEO plays a critical role is reinforcing the right decisions. And by right decisions, I mean the right decisions for the company, Mm -hmm. under the circumstances, with what you're facing. So what kind of reinforcement? Well, you know, there are plenty of plenty of companies out there that reinforce what's going well. Yeah. And new innovation. I'll have an award for the for the group that provides this innovative new product that Gets us a lot of profit. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, Very common. That's true. Yeah. Now, here's another way to look at it. Okay. Can you reinforce what not to do? We actually interviewed Colin Day right. of iSims, right. who talked about how in his company, not only did they look at what was going well, right. but they also reinforced and rewarded people with what not to do. Right. They had awards for people who essentially cut off levels of of development or inquiry that were, in their judgment, not going to produce what they needed to. So stop. You know, let's redirect our resources to a better place. In other words, navigating the gray zone. Right. How many companies do you and I speak with where there are extensive lists Mm -hmm. of innovation projects that are going on? The project the product that refused to die. Yeah, that's sucking <laughs> resources. We, exactly. Uh, we were coming up on Halloween, so we have we can talk about zombie uh-huh. projects uh-huh. or initiatives. And so you have to create the atmosphere where, yeah, let's pull the plug, know when to pull the plug, and that's more conversations. You know, when when is not good enough, not good enough, mm-hmm. <laughs> as well as when, when is good enough good enough. So in summary here, what we're saying is that in order for a CEO to navigate the gray zone Mm -hmm. faster, Mm -hmm. more effectively Mm -hmm. for the company is to make sure that the right people are involved, Mm -hmm. right times, the right conversations are taking place, and that you're able to reinforce the right decisions. And in the third segment, we're going to talk more about this. So stay with us. Thanks for listening to Growth Igniter's radio with Pam Harper and Scott Harper. We're brought to you by Business Advancement Incorporated. We're on the web at businessadvance.com. Does your company have what it takes to meet all of your many commitments and still move fast enough to respond to new opportunities? We're talking about fast here, yes. (laughs) Take the first step to confirm your perspective by requesting our free resource, Five Questions to Ask When You Need to Move Even Faster. Our questionnaire will help you find out where to begin to focus your energy and focus your resources so that what should be happening really is happening faster and more effectively. Yes, we've developed these questions based on our work with clients in over 30 industries. We've helped them to scale faster, make innovation happen faster, and more quickly respond to new opportunities, all things that we're talking about here today. Right. This has generated millions of dollars in top and bottom line growth. And now you can have this resource simply for sharing your valid contact information with us. We promise to keep it strictly confidential. So don't miss out. Go to Growth Igniter radio.com select episode 90 scroll down to resources and click the link download five questions to ask when you need to move even faster and to learn more about our success stories go to businessadvance.com client results
Welcome back to Growth Igniters Radio with Pam Harper and Scott Harper. Over the last two segments, Scott and I have been talking about the CEO's role in navigating the gray zone of innovation. Well, now we've come to the part of the podcast where we like to get practical. We like Mm -hmm. to say, okay, we've been talking about ideas and concepts, but what are some immediately actionable things? that our listeners can do, starting up now, to address these issues that we've been talking about? Well, the first thing is that by yourself, as soon as you're done listening, and with your leadership team, to do a risk sort of your innovation initiatives, including all the functional areas of the company, because there can be a lot more going on than we're even aware of. Okay, so when we you say a risk sort, I mean, obviously, many of the companies that we have talked to, uh, have multiple initiatives going on of various kinds, product or service development, new processes Mm -hmm. uh, in manufacturing, which is innovation as well. That's right. Uh, And some of these will be more easy to predict how it's going because the gray zone of unknowns is smaller. it's, It's maybe not as big a reach. Mm-hmm. Other things will be bigger reaches, like that project that I referred to uh, in the last segment, where there's a lot that's not known. Mm-hmm. And also, not every project or every initiative is going to have the same amount of potential impact, mm-hmm. downside or upside impact. And so r- right now, what we say is, look, what are some of the projects that have the greatest potential benefit, the greatest potential risk, Let's focus on those, and then you can move on to others as, as you as you go along. So with that in mind, as a second thing you can do, identify four particular high-risk, uh, high-reward initiatives. Who needs to be brought into the conversation in terms of individuals, mm-hmm. in terms of functional areas? And don't leave functional areas out. Mm-hmm. In <laughs> fact, we have that uh, list of stakeholders that's right. to refer to under a resources that's, for episode that's 90. That's right. And when you've done that, you're you're including the issues that need to be addressed. Mm-hmm. And it goes without saying, but we'll say it anyhow, in order to make these conversations work, you have to have created an environment throughout the company that makes people feel comfortable talking about and raising these issues of ambiguity. This mm-hmm. is not these are not easy conversations. That's right. So that remember what we said in the second segment where it's very easy for people to tell you what's going right. Yeah. How are you ensuring that there is a safe environment? What specific things can you do mm-hmm. in your environment immediately? that are going to make people feel comfortable. Sometimes these are things you can do on your own. Sometimes it's a decision to bring in someone from the outside if you think that there are elephants in the room or that kind of thing. Right. And when you have that safe environment, which starts with people sensing that they will be listened to and that there will be a a real active co-creative dialogue when when it's appropriate, Mm -hmm. then you can get into the ambiguity. What do we know? What don't we know? What assumptions are we making? That's very important. It goes faster. It goes a lot faster, and and you get a better outcome. So third, what, uh, what can somebody do? Well, going along with that, once you have those right people in place, is ensuring that there's clear criteria and processes that make it easy for the whole organization to know 
what are we going to be deciding for ourselves? Right. When is it time to kick this to a different level? Right. And that's something that people need to internalize. Mm -hmm. Your story was a great example of that. And so that as the CEO, you're leading the effort and people know this is a time to bring you in, Mm -hmm. not are you having to go after people. So just as the one CEO said to me, I need to know what's going on. And he was not feeling like people were necessarily bringing things up to him Mm -hmm. that needed to go there. Right. And so if you have criteria and you go through your executive team and on down and get people to create criteria, what does success look like? What has to happen for things to move forward? Mm -hmm. What are red flags that will make people say, I have to go up the line to get either resources Mm -hmm. or help with decisions? Uh, that way, it's very clear. That's there, right. There are clear lines of, of accountability and authority right. and decision making. And the more you can do this with stories mm-hmm. so that people can remember it. Uh, it may be hard to remember all the metrics, but sometimes a story can be very helpful right. as an example of when to do this. Mm-hmm. So with all that in mind, going back to the CEO who was trying to figure out what was going on in his company. Mm-hmm. There is a lot you can do to ensure that the processes and systems are in place for sure, but that there is an environment that you've created that makes people comfortable with Mm -hmm. the ambiguity, the gray zone that we're talking about. And fosters the right conversations with the right people at the right time so that these decisions are made more quickly, are made more effectively, and you have a higher probability of achieving the level of success that you and your company need. No matter what twists and turns are on the journey ahead. Thanks, Pam. And thanks to you out there for listening to Growth Igniters Radio with Pam Harper and Scott Harper. To check out resources related to today's conversation, share on social media or download five questions to ask when you need to move even faster. Go to growthignitersradio.com and select episode 90. Until next time, this is Pam Harper and Scott Harper wishing you continued success and leaving you with this question to reflect on. What conversations can we start this week that can help us navigate more surely through our own innovation gray zone? Growth Igniters and Growth Igniters Radio are service marks of Business Advancement Incorporated. All Growth Igniters Radio episodes are copyrighted productions of Business Advancement Incorporated, intended for the private use of our audience. Except as otherwise provided by copyright law, all other uses, including copying, editing, redistribution, and publication without prior written consent of Business Advancement Incorporated, are prohibited. All rights reserved.